Hello, my name is Selena, and I am a part of the Let's Discuss a Course in Miracles webinar team here at the Foundation for Inner Peace. The mission of the Foundation for Inner Peace is to publish, distribute, and discuss a Course in Miracles. And we're holding these Let's Discuss online webinars as an expression of our vision of extending love through a Course in Miracles teachings. Before I introduce today's pre-recorded discussion, I invite you all to join me in prayer. So from the text, chapter two, I am here only to be truly helpful. I'm here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. And now it's time for our session today called Couples on the Path. We'll be discussing how our special relationships can serve in both union and separation. The discussion will focus on couples who do the course together or not, and those who may find themselves singled out. We'll be addressing the big concepts of the course and how it better relates to our experience here, such as if we are all one, why do we need to work things out in relationship? And even if we're coupled or not, what are the pros and cons of this as a course student? So our companions today are the perfect ones that are gonna be helping us to unpack the subject of couples on the forgiveness path. And it's with great pleasure to have and welcome everyone today. In this webinar, we have Foundation President Tam Morgan. She'll be joined by several course practitioners. We have Terry Miles, Jacob Glass, Annie and John Campbell, Peter Miller, Joe Keller, and even me, Selena Granado. We'll each introduce ourselves as who we are in this world of illusion and how we came to A Course in Miracles. So hello, everyone, and welcome to you all. Hi, everyone. My name is Selena Granado, and I am a um, volunteer with the Foundation for Inner Peace, a part of the webinar team. Um, I'm here with my partner, Joe Keller. Happy to be here today. I've been a student of A Course in Miracles since about 2005, and I'm a career human service social service person. So that's what I do for my day job. So happy to be here today for this conversation. Hello, everybody. My name is Joe Keller, and I am partnered with Selena here to my side. Uh, I am also a Course in Miracles student, obviously. Uh, Selena is the one who introduced me to A Course in Miracles almost five years ago. And uh, as part of my day job in this 3D world, I am in information technology. And also a great volunteer. And, and a volunteer, yes. Yep. And we're in Southern Nevada. Oh. Hey, hi, I'm Tam Morgan, president of the Foundation for Inner Peace. And I am here with my sweetheart partner, to point in some direction, over there, Peter Miller. And go for it, Peter. Hi, um, my name is Peter Miller, uh, and I'm here uh, as partner of my sweetheart, Tamara Morgan. And 
uh, in my day job, I work for an environmental organization on climate change, and uh, I live in Oakland, California. Annie and John. I'm Annie Campbell, and I work with John together, running a relationship and um, Course in Miracles training um, together <laughs> with my lovely partner. Done? I'm done. <laughs> so my name is John Campbell, and Annie's just said, so Annie's my lovely wife, and and we work together, both writers and speakers and coaches. And uh, we really, we are living a life of, 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 of a dream, just guidance, you know. We haven't planned anything. We never had planned anything of this. I've studied the course since 97 uh, and uh, wouldn't know how to get on without it. Terry. Hello, everyone. My name is Terry Miles. I am the wife of Albert Miles, who wanted to be here um, to be part of this discussion. He had a work commitment. Um, we live in Los Angeles, California. I am a retired a trainer from the state of California, and I study the course and um, am a facilitator of the course. And um, I run two course groups. Uh, twice to two two times a week and um i just absolutely love it thank you thank you and jacob i'm jacob glass and i am here in palm springs california i started i was trying to think i started studying the course i guess around 1984 or so and then in 1990 i started giving twice a week lectures on the course at the Unity Church in Santa Barbara. And um, I consider myself retired. I'm not, but I think of myself as being retired. I write books and I do online uh, twice a week talks. And that's it. Are you here with your partner? Oh, I'm single. I'm single. <laughs> Forgot why we were here. <laughs> Okay, um, I am, I'm going to start this off with the reading from the course that says, um, the arc of peace is entered two by two, yet the beginning of another world goes with them. Each holy relationship must enter here to learn its special function in the Holy Spirit's plan, now that it shares its purpose. And as this purpose fulfilled, a new world rises in which sin can enter not, and where the Son of God can enter without fear, and where he rests a while, to forget imprisonment and to remember freedom. How can he enter to rest and to remember without you? Except you be there, he is not complete, and it is his completion that he remembers there. And I am extra excited that Jacob is here, because years ago, when I was single as well, Jacob and I were had met together in a conference, and we agreed that if we didn't find someone, we'd enter into that arc together. And still welcome to, we'll be a threesome this time. Um, <laughs> but I'd love for Jacob to start first um, to, to discuss what that paragraph means to him. 
need to be two by two as people in relationship, in special relationship to enter into this arc of peace. What does that mean? And would love to go around to hear each person's perspective on that, especially the teachers or particularly, we don't all have to talk about the same subject at once. To me, in the context of the course, I never thought of it having to do with like a couple, another person in particular. In fact, in terms of romantic relationships, like that never even enters into the course in, in sort of my thinking is because those are words that are never used in the course, like romance and marriage and sex and none of those things are even mentioned <laughs> in the course. And in the context of so much of the course, to me, it would make more sense that the arc of peace would be entered with somebody you hate and not with somebody who is a romantic partner because that's the person you're doing the work on is you know you'd be going in with hitler or trump or obama or whoever you see as the problem um that is not letting you have peace that i can't have peace because so and so is doing such and such um even in terms of you know the i, I always think that you know, we're just sort of the extra people in the course, but it was really written for Helen and Bill and they were not a couple. Um, and that was their issue was the degree to which they could not get along. And in some ways that they're, they're, that's the last person they would wanna go into the art with. Um, so, so to me, it's not anybody necessarily in particular that you go into the arc of peace with so much as it whoever appears in your mind at that moment, whether it's somebody you love or somebody you don't love, it's still gonna be that issue of, am I in fear and separation? Am I in oneness? Am I judging and attacking? Do I feel peace about this? So, you know, even just the, the essence of the course saying, uh, this is a self-study program. It doesn't say it's a two-by-two two study program. So you can do it completely on your own because the world is just full of annoying people to practice <laughs> on at all given times, as well as, you know, because there's those parts of the course that says, you know, whoever occurs to you right now, it may be somebody that you think you love. And so I think it's probably um, more intense if you're studying it with somebody who's your romantic partner because they're there all the time. And it's easier for them to push your buttons than it is somebody who doesn't necessarily know you. But for me, there's always someone in my consciousness, you know, but I've never, I've done, when I first started studying the course, in the mid eighties in LA, I went to a study group on Friday nights for several years. And that was the only time, honestly, that I ever really feel like I practiced the course with other people who were also practicing the course. And so that was good because you have that same language, you know, the, the terms that the course uses and all of that stuff. So I think that, it, that that's really, like if, that, if you have that, that that's great because then you don't have to explain, you know, what you mean by blah, 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 blah. Um, but, you know, just even the, to say going it alone, I mean, we're never going it alone. 
there's no such thing as going it alone. So, um, so I, I always feel like, like, I don't feel like the, my practicing the course has anything to do with whether there's somebody to practice it with. It's more, am I willing to practice it right now? So regardless of whether there's somebody around or not, there's always somebody in my head. So it's just, you know, do I actually want to do what the course says or not in this moment? So that's sort of, does that answer? Oh, very much. Thank you. Also, I mean, I think spirit, the, the paradoxes that are in the course itself is perfect to say or go it alone because we are never alone. That's the whole point. But I'd love to hear from some of you other course teachers like Terry, do you have the same perspective on it? Can you expand on that? Sure, I can expand on it. Um, I, for me, what that that the arc of peace is entered two by two. What that means for me, um, as I understand it, is um, as Jacob was sharing, um, I'm I'm never alone. But for me, whatever is before me, I want to remember. Um, what my purpose is. And so these, uh, the course talks about, um, you know, roles and symbols. And so as, you know, these symbols are before me, maybe it is my, my, my personal relationship, or I see uh, clients also as a spiritual counselor. So when people are before me, um, you know, where am I in that space in that moment, you know, and the idea about walking in peace my my whole purpose i want to have a more peaceful life always and that's what the course has supported me in and um, i think by definition as i am living that and working the tenets of the course um by definition those who come into my consciousness those who are around me those who are before me those who sit with me my personal relationships um peace permeates throughout all of that and so that's that's what that means for me. And John and Annie. Well, for me, the uh, uh, going in two by two. Again, I know I'm never alone. However, I have found that being in a committed uh, relationship is a very very powerful way to bring up any stuff which is not of the light. You know, and uh, so I, I always think that uh, the purpose of our relationship is to use the relationship for healing. And and then, and also, I mean, I find it a great help because we can, you know, we, you know, the course says one who always, the one who, who temporarily, temporarily has, has more, more always has a responsibility to the one who temporarily has less. And the two biggest important words are temporarily. So what we find is that uh, we remember that, and the one who's, you know, in the right mind, maybe Annie goes in the wrong mind. I have to stay in the right mind. That's the only way I can be <laughs> And the same the other way around, vice versa. So yeah, I, I I think it's a fantastic way to to actually heal. But I think the arc itself and the two by two is very much. It, it is a much broader thing. It isn't saying special. It's definitely saying you go in whoever you're with. I love that um, that Terry said that you're whoever you're with is 
in that moment you're going into the art together if you're loving and kind to each other and you're appreciating each other and you're you know you're part of that person you've become one and that in a sense is going into the arc every time you do that i also love that perspective of you going with someone you hate um of you know because there is where the holy instant the healing does happen and it's um it's not easy i mean we'll shift into the conversation of what it is like to be when when you are in a coupled relationship if uh one person is doing the course and another person is not practicing the course and what is that like um i was very lucky in that when i was told for the second time to do the workbook i'm not very disciplined and i was kind of grumbling about it because i heard from an inner voice to do it which is the only time i'll ever listen to anything or anyone usually uh, and so I was kind of grumbling and opening it up and starting to do it. And Peter uh, said, what are you doing? And I said, oh, yeah, well, I'm finally doing the course lessons, you know, for myself as I was told to. And he noticed my resistance and said, um, well, you know, do you want me to do it with you? And I looked at him like, you would do that with me? He was not a student. He had read the course, nothing. He said, sure, I'll do that with you. And I was just shocked. And he asked, you know, what do I need to know? And my response was, the only thing you need to know is that you don't believe it. You don't have to believe in it for it to work. And I'll hand it over to him for a moment to, to hear what his experience has been and what he felt just doing it to be my, my companion in it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. And, and, uh, and I have so much enjoyed um doing the workbook we're now on our second time through it together um and uh i'm not the most disciplined either but we i think we help uh <laughs> keep ourselves engaged um but i was i was um struck by something jacob said too and i'm not a course teacher so i don't know if this at all corresponds to what the text is trying to get at but it seems to me that Part of what being alive means is to be in relationship, because if we're being alive means we're we're we see ourselves as an individual, something separate from the rest of the universe. If when we pass, we're going to be part of everything else in some form or another. And so, as we are in the world, we're in relationship with the world, with each other, with sometimes with the different parts of ourselves. And and that's in some ways what the course strikes me as is that mediating that relationship, and the more we can feel at one, the more the more we're in the arc of peace. So Peter is obviously a little bit more advanced than <laughs> I am in our practice. <laughs> we true. we we really um, we have been very much um, lackadaisical and we don't do it every day but we stay on the same lesson for you know sometimes a month at a time if we like the lesson um our first round we were probably a little bit more uh moving through it more quickly and now i feel like i'm doing it a little bit more even more seriously throughout the day um but it's a great thing because we do move through 
arguments faster because of it. We remind each other of it when we're in the thick of it. And sometimes when one of us just can't step into forgiveness, um, and if we bring it up, there's usually still a willingness to read a lesson, even if even if we're annoyed with each other. And it does start to to come in as its own force to bring us back to each other. And it's really been the, an extraordinary tool for us, at least for me, for the me part of us in this um, that I did not expect. And how about you guys? Joe, Selena? <laughs> Yeah. Well, first I'd like to, you know, I was thinking about this arc of peace and, you know, what you read and entering two by two. And when I think of the arc of peace, it makes me think about what Jesus is trying to say through the whole course about forgiveness and the miracle mindset. It really reminds me of the arc of peace entering into it is really entering into that holy instant. And so you know, to have the holy instant, what does that mean? It's really just the one choice, the only choice that we're all either making or we're not, whether to use our right mind and to have the miracle mindset and to look at things with forgiveness or not. So, you know, two by two, I take it as, you know, it could be, it's like the common purpose with any brother, like everyone else has said, whether you're with a couple in the world of form, you're coupled together, or the clerk at the grocery store, you know, there will always be opportunities that come up where you can be aware and make that choice no matter what arises. So that's how I see it as well. Um, as far as our practice, so I've been practicing a little bit longer than Joe. Joe has been a long time a non-dual student. So when we first came together, we had a little bit of different language, how we described things and talked about it. But you know what it really comes down to, we understand this, this idea of forgiveness. We understand that there's really nobody else out there. And we get that when we're forgiving, it's really forgiving people for what they, they aren't, done. they haven't done. So that's often central in the way that we talk about it. Um, it's really beautiful to have a partner on the path that you can have these conversations with not necessary for sure i've been studying the course for a long time started it a long time ago when i was married did it post-divorce did it for many years as a single person and of course i've been with joe now for five years so i've had experienced all through for for many years and in, in different relationship status um but to have that conversation and to like to remind ourselves well we know what it's for or and sometimes it's not even really to point out but i remember what to do in my own mind like even if, if there's something between joe and i i'm like okay i have an opportunity here on how to look at it and to ask for guidance from the holy spirit and that's what a large part of my practice has been is to remember to go there more and more but it, it, you know as far as us doing it together that's that's what comes up for me yeah i think I, I, everything that everybody said has been wonderful i mean for me i think uh, jacob when you talked about you know what this the second person isn't necessarily a person or that you know two by two doesn't necessarily imply a person for me it's whatever that little bugger is that's in front of your awareness at that point in time and it could be the grocery clerk which always gets picked on by the way <laughs> for the grocery clerk whoever that is 
they always seem to be the the butt of uh, of our example. But whatever is bothering you at that time, I think, is that second thing that you're walking with, uh, and that's how I see it. And then from a from a relationship standpoint, I don't think it matters if you're in a relationship with someone that is studying the course or you're not, because there are plenty of opportunities. Uh, in either in either facet, but I will say there is at least on the pro side of the equation, Selena and I can talk quickly in um, in a fast language. We don't have to explain it to somebody that isn't a course student. So, for example, we were driving the other day, and Selena was was talking to me about re recalling an event that had recently happened. And I said, "Oh, you're being a little judgy there." Don't be judging. Don't be judging. And she's like, you know, <laughs> she stopped and she's like, yeah, you're right, you're right, and I will forgive it. And so we've had we we can quickly bring ourselves back, bring the other one back, and without a giant dialogue uh, in front of us. So, and that's that. And that's that. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, something that you brought up, Jacob that is, is becoming a little controversial in the course world that I'm seeing. And I don't know if it's direct, well, it is related, um, of the, the, you said the essence of the course is a self-study course. And that's how I was brought up. That's how, what I was told. But when I really tried to look it up specifically, it does, I have found nowhere that it actually says in the course, this is a self-study course. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of groups that say, no, absolutely not. No, this must be studied in groups. This must be studied with a teacher. You know, everyone has their opinion about everything as they always will in perception. Um, but, you know, as I say, I always was brought up through my mother um, and through Ken right. that this is a, a self-study course, but it doesn't mean that you don't need anyone else out there in relationship to uh, work it out with. And um, since forgiveness actually happens in relationship and this course is about forgiveness, um, I would say, you know, we practice it through our projection of seeming selves to go back home to where this never happened. Um, so it is, it's such, it's again, one of those kind of paradoxical things where you can read the course and feel the essence is self-study um but you're always if you're going to be with other people and also there's all that supplementary stuff so there's like journey without distance and then there's and so a lot of times you know i get mixed up of where it actually was said you know was it said in the the thing that introduces the course was it said in right. journey without distance was it said an absence from felicity was it yeah. said <laughs> so yeah you get, you get like one step removed from the course itself with the right. you know, the next group of with the group of people who were practicing it right. talking about it and yes yeah, so it does get a little confusing um and the other thing I would say too is just to add to what Selena was saying, well, all of us, uh, that we can have a relationship with our pet. Um, I, we were doing a, a forgiveness uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago, and a person has changed her entire life around her dog who was sick and what it taught her to give up most of her life for caring 
for this dog in a special relationship. And that kind of brings me to the question here. Here we've, some of us have chosen partners, some of us hasn't, but what is um, the essence of people mis, I, I will say misperceived just from how I've been taught um, through hanging out with Helen and Bill and Ken and my mother, that um, the special relationship is a bad thing. Uh, we're not supposed to have this special relationship when I I heard something very other than that, that the special relationship is specifically what we're given at times to work through. And um, how, what would you all say about that? Yeah, I mean, I'll just jump in there. You know, to be normal on this path, <laughs> to just be normal, I don't see their is any way out of having a special relationship in the world. I mean, we all come here, these seeming appearances with these seeming identities, with these names and, you know, these subject object. I mean, it's a world of dualism. So that's what Ken would say all the time is just be normal. Right? Yeah. Don't be normal. Don't uh -oh. be, just, just be, just Dr. be normal. Are any of you guys normal here? I, I have <laughs> yeah. well, There could be, you know, I, I could imagine one saying, oh, I don't need a relationship. There's yeah. no, you know, just being able to live our lives in the way we know it. But again, doing it with such an awareness where we keep asking for guidance, where we ask to use the right mindset. It's that miracle mindset of how we are looking at the world. You know, going back to the opening quote, entering the arc two by two, I mean, that's an opportunity, like I said, for the holy instant, but it's also taking your special relationship and giving it to the Holy Spirit for their purpose. So I, I, yeah, I don't really see there's any way uh, around not having special relationships. It's about taking a special relationship and looking at it. But who are you looking at it with? Right. Yeah, and I think what, what comes up with me, because I used to listen to Ken teach. And the one thing I remember him really, really banging on about was he kept banging on and saying, people got to remember that there is nothing in this book which is anything directed at the level of form nothing not a single word in this book is directed to the level of form to change any behavior nothing it's all to change the mind so a lot of people make you know come to me and say oh well, doesn't the course say you can't have a special relationship? no you don't have to give up anything it's about how you how, who you do it with in your mind and I think that's that was what big lesson I learned from Ken. And and I think if you deny any part of your life, you're making it as real as if you're over yeah. obsessed with it. Yeah. I I I agree with that. I I enjoy my relationships. Um, I'm careful not to idolize them. Um, to look at them through the lens, um, you know, which vision, which which lens am I looking with? You know, that with the 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 egos uh, lens, which is you know upsetting and divisive, and you know, with rancor and anger. Or can I pause there? You know, the course mentions many many times, you know, stillness and quiet and still. I think it's over six hundred times. 
And um, for me to take that pause, when I notice um, in those relationships with Albert or any relationship, um, which lens am I, which teacher am I looking with? And so to take that pause, to take that moment, and it's just an instant, um, to, to shift that mind, to shift my mind and look at this in a different way. Do, am I always good at that? No, um, but I, I know that that's there and I can turn to that at any moment. One of the things that um, I asked Albert about um, if there's something that he would want me to bring here today, um, just because he really wanted to be here and I wanted him to be here. And um, one of the things that he shared with me is that the course helps to uh, not uh, make the meaningless meaningful, you know, not going down these meaningless conversations or things that really add to divisiveness and separation to just take that as I was speaking about a mo moment ago, take that pause. We, we don't have to go down that rabbit hole um, to just turn that over. And that's what I think also has helped um, or helps uh, our relationship. We have a very peaceful, loving relationship. And I believe it is because um, we walk this journey together. No, we don't study every day and read the the, the lessons together and all of that. In fact, when the course first came into our lives, um, Albert used to read to me when we were first married. And one day I was just kind of laying there and I said, oh, just could you read something to me? And he, the course was there. And, and I said, oh, you can read that. You know, it's it's way too big. I'm, I'm not interested in <laughs> that big old book. And he kind of starts reading and he says to me, you know, it's not that kind of book. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, okay. I don't remember when that was, but shortly after that, I did begin to, to read it and then obviously become a, a student and then a facilitator. Um, but yeah, I, I lost the question, but I'm, I'm finished. <laughs> well, how did the course come into to your lives or Albert's life first? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it came in uh, around 2014. Uh, he somehow came about it. And um, I think it was through reading Disappearance of the Universe and then uh, introducing uh, that being introduced uh, from there into the introduced to the course. And we have the course book. Um, and we there were there was a group that met at our spiritual center, Agape International Spiritual Center here in Los Angeles. And um, we were able to attend a, a group in person. And we began to attend that group pretty regularly. And <laughs> from that point on, um, we've just been pretty consistent uh, with studying it. Thank you. And, and Jacob, back to special relationships. You can have a special relationship, obviously, with anything. And I remember years and years ago hearing, this was actually um, Marianne Williamson who said this, and this was like right the first few years uh, when I was studying the course, and this was in LA, and so many of the people who were coming there were um, younger people. So people, I was in my 20s, lots of people in their 20s, and I remember her saying at the time, she said, most of us have 
have enough experience now in relationships to know not to make another person your source. She says, but it seems to me now that what a lot of people have done is just done that with their career. And I think that it's only a million times worse than that now in terms of, well, okay, I'm not gonna make this romantic partner the source of my good and my special relationship, but my career will be that. And that's how I will feel special in the world. And that's what will make me matter. And that's what will give me security and give me safety. Because even it's still, it just cracks me up when you said, well, this is controversial in course communities. And I'm like, how can something be controversial? Oh, I wonder. Unless you've made the course, unless you've made the course special. So yeah. like making the course is now this thing that you have to quote chapter and verse and there's a million, and you're not doing it the right way. This is the right way to do it. And only the people who are doing it this way are the right way. And we're the pure ones and you guys are doing it wrong. And it always takes me back to Bill saying, rip that page out of the book. Because if you're fighting about the course, you're not doing the course and nothing is worth fighting over. And then that fabulous part of the course that says, forget this course and come with um, empty hands unto your God. Well, so we live in a world where you can make anything special. People make, you know, well, I have 2% body fat. So that's what makes me special. So it's my relationship with how I look and how, you know, my, I have this many followers on social media and I da 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 da. So any, you can just make, it's all that, um, you know, I used to say, <laughs> it's like Moses, where the second he would turn his back on the people, they would just melt everything down into a golden calf again. It was like, if there's not something around, I'll find something to worship, to make my God, to make the thing somewhere, something here. You know, if there's not somebody doing this, if you have the nerve to go up into the mountains <laughs> and leave us, then I've got to find something. So to me, the idea of not having a special relationship is ridiculous because we have them with everything all the time. It's just, I, I tell people, I look in the mirror at least once a week and say, I'm on to you. I know what you're up to. I see what you're doing. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> because, you know, anything you go, you know, I'll have a pen that I have a special relationship with. Where's that pen? I can't write without that pen. It's not going to be any good if I don't have that special pen. So, you know, it, I think it's just that ability to, like the Course says, to laugh the ego away in those moments, that, that to just laugh at whatever you've made special in that moment, um, because, you know, you, you can sort of see, you can be on to yourself and say, I'm not going to be somebody who doesn't have special relationships. If I can just catch myself every time I've started to like, ah, the hook is in and I'm, I'm going and just say, wait a minute, I surrender this you know, to whatever, to Jesus, to the Holy Spirit, to God, whatever. Um, it's to me, that's it is, is, is I don't even, I just watch how quickly I can get, like, even just like, what's that person doing at my table at the restaurant? That's the table I always sit at. <laughs> that's my table. I can't, 
be happy here if I'm not at that table in the restaurant. So it's just to see the constant insanity that, you know, everything is special when you're insane. <laughs> and, and to take that to even a more insane place to to truly love your special relationships because i actually had a special relationship with a pen who i called william when i was in high school and I lost it everywhere found it everywhere until i actually left it at a tree on purpose um, and and let it go but and saw oh i can still write without my pen william or william pen uh, but i remember asking my mother as she got more and more into the course and I was um, about 16 at the time you know how you doing mom with the course I might have been 17 and and she said well you know I'm practicing and and I you know I I'm really starting to understand it on different levels and and I remember I was just asking her beating around the bush around a question and she said well what do you want to ask me and I said this special relationship thing are you really going to give up special relationships and she looked at me she said why I said because I don't want to not be special to you <laughs> and it was such a wonderful moment between us for her to explain her perception of it which is her special relationships are where her greatest learnings are and she loves them she's not pushing them away she's not making them um verboten you know like no i can't have that i'm going to let go of all my special relationships and i am just going to be pure here without anyone or anything being important to me and I remember taking this deep sigh of relief of, oh, okay, I haven't quite lost my mother to this course thing uh, yet. And then, um, and then, you know, for me, one part of me, I, I got married um, because I really felt there were things I had to learn in relationship. And, but I did choose someone um, for my husband who was 15 years older, who I thought, oh, good. Well, then, you know, in 15 years towards the end of our life, he'll go first and I'll have 15 years to be by myself. And I really did feel that I was so independent and felt that. And um, and when we got divorced, I was alone again. And then I didn't really expect to be with someone else, um, wasn't really looking and met Peter and didn't expect to be in a special relationship with Peter he was a friend and it was fine and it was lovely until I started to see something deeper in him that um I hadn't seen at first and then ah at hook started <laughs> and how do I let go of this and I will say as a fair warning to all of those who are very happy independently when that hook comes and you and me, I'll speak for me, I used the course. And one of the first things as we were starting to do the course was I give this relationship up to the Holy Spirit. That's when all hell breaks loose. It's, <laughs> it's like, that doesn't mean, oh, everything's really peaceful now. That's when all the stuff comes up to do the work. God help anyone who's in those kind of special relationships and hands it over spirit which i would highly recommend you know because you know, after years i really i would say we're in a much more peaceful place um because of that and 
you know, there are those times that I used to chase my mother and try and get her angry. And just as she'd go to yell at me, I go, you're not practicing the course. And now I feel like karma. It, you know, it's all coming back. When I start, when I went to um, the Unity Church in Santa Barbara in 1990, and I was meeting with <laughs> Reverend Judy, she was the assistant minister there. And she was the one to, you know, clear if I could do if I could lecture there and she was saying and you know a lot of unity churches have course in miracles groups and so she was talking about I don't know where she was before but she said oh yeah we studied the course and my husband and I and we decided we were going to have a holy relationship so of course we got divorced <laughs> I forgot that <laughs> so of course we got divorced <laughs> and there I also are... think of yeah, no, but I also think of that line where the course says um the Holy Spirit knows that you have special relationships, which he would purify and not let you destroy. So it's never saying don't have them. In fact, it's saying don't try to get rid of them, but just like you were saying, give them to me. I'll F them up for you. <laughs> you have to do it yourself. I'll be the one to come in there and bring up everything that needs to be healed. You don't have to worry about that. Um, so yeah, the escaping of it is, pointless it's they they're just supposed to be given over not that we're not supposed to have them right but i told peter oh just trust you don't have to believe in any of this for it to work and then you know it it's the fan and you know do you want to say anything about that dear <laughs> um yeah i mean I, I i feel like i'm i'm learning a lot here so i really appreciate everybody's thoughts and, and the way in which, you know, we, we, um, the word special can mean a lot of different things. You know, there's the, the sort of Christmas holiday special, you know, it's a little precious and there's the special Olympics. It just feels to me like the, the message I'm hearing is the way in which we, we special can mean not, not really opening up to the truth of that there's there's a, a protected quality to it uh, you know i'm 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 going to practice the course but i'm going to have this relationship is special and it doesn't it, it's 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 safe either with myself or um and I, and i think um you know when 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 tam and i started going out i, I was recently divorced i didn't expect to be in another long-term relationship um for years um and then you know, we connected and finally she came to me. She's like, I, I choose you. And but I'm leaving. That's it. <laughs> um uh uh yeah. it, it certainly hooked me. And and I think there's a way in which um we've both been willing to um to open that relationship to continued growth and examination and change and um in in the context of love when we're when we're when we're at our best um in a way that has allowed it to grow and and not be special and protected and safe but instead to be a living thing my i had a special relationship for sure my first relationship with my husband who has now departed to wherever we go and there really is a difference because it was through his death that I, the course came to me as I was in the most deep, dark, dark, dark place. 
And I found the course, I didn't know other people did it even. I just started doing the lessons all on my own. I didn't, I did know it was a self-study course. And um, it just changed my life. And I had 10 years single, did plenty of dating, learned lots about guys. And then I found this one because he was doing the course. I said, that's it. I don't, I don't want, I want to find someone I can do, you know, who knows and understands this stuff. And my goodness, does it make a difference? Because I think we take responsibility for our own feelings. We don't blame each other. And it makes such a difference. I mean, in the past, you know, oh, no, you did this. No, 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 no. We don't do that because we know, you know, it's, it's not like that. And that's the great benefit of being with a partner that does understand the course and the whole business of relationships. And, and we have fun. <laughs> you know, okay, yeah, we were scratch it first. We had all that, you know, the paper, and we still have them, but we recognize, we stop immediately. I know immediately when I've been triggered and I need, I've got a bit of stuff to clear here. You know, I'll go for a walk or I'll come back and we'll help each other clear, you know. I mean, it's very different to me, having experienced really what I would call a special versus um, an ACIM relationship. <laughs> yeah, there is a big difference and it's much more fun this way. So I, I think the course lessons and the whole teaching is very, very simple, really, you know, be kind, be loving, be generous, look always for the good. And no judging, the judgy. <laughs> we have we have a tool that we use together. Uh, that we work on eliminating the four C's every day, and that's complaining, criticizing, comparing, and controlling. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's it's a tall order, but when you have the intention, yeah, it helps. But for me, it was it was strained because, you know, my whole life had been, you know. When I realized it was the specialness that I put on relationships that caused me all the heartache. That's what was my uh, encouragement to, to change these relationships from special to, to holy, because they, they were what brought me the heartache. And I thought, wow, this is peaceful, you know, and, and, and I didn't, when I met Annie, we were put together because oh we, God, we put 10 together. years ago, we were, we were, we would have we both signed up to a talk in London with the Miracle Network uh, without knowing each other, but we actually met uh, on, a, on a spiritual dating site and not knowing that we would have met anyway at this five days later. Five days later. And we, we oh, met. We, yeah. We've been together ever since. Yeah. That was it. We knew that we were right for each other. But the, but the thing that uh, I think one of you brought up was about you can have a special relationship with anything. When I found complete, you know, we, our relationship is 90, 99% peace all the time. I thought, well, that's okay. But what, because I don't get triggered. What I do get triggered about something. So I can use any relationship, use course principles in any relationship to heal it. And I suddenly thought, my God, I've got a special relationship with my soccer team, as you call it in America. We call it football. <laughs> I'm going to use it because this doesn't go down well, shouting at the TV screen. You know, <laughs> shouting that's, was more, it was like screaming. <laughs> I think I, I nearly frightened Annie off. And I thought, this doesn't feel good. So I started to practice the course with that. 
and it transformed my experience i still love the game nothing wrong with that you know enjoying that but you know before if we lost like i'd be on the floor for a week and if we won i'd be on the ceiling for a week you know <laughs> and then, then i decided uh, i'd like to introduce a course into into football and that's what i do so i, mm. I work i work with football coaches never talking about jesus never talking about the course never talking about god as such but getting them to change their mind getting them to realize that focusing on themselves rather than beating rather than beating and destroying another team just focus on on maximizing their performance themselves and it's been such fun so you could, i mean you can you can use the course principles in any area of life that's the beauty of it absolutely and i have to say i love yelling at the screen um you know in sporting events it but i don't fall on the floor if i lose or not you know if my team i but i so thoroughly enjoy the drama and the play of it um and sometimes especially if i'm sitting next to peter he always has to be careful because i might punch him in the arm um or you know grab or squeeze him too tight but i love that it's part of the love it's not part of the um the steady line necessarily but there's still joy in it and um you know it's up to peter whether he tells me please stop that hurts uh and you know vice versa if we get too excited but there is um i've noticed in many people a i would say a fear about something being too peaceful in a relationship i grew up in new york and if <laughs> I, I would always go for the conflict or the grit because it made me feel alive and that's why i'm glad you use sports because i feel alive without the anger you know, even if I'm yelling, oh, you missed the ball or anything like that. And there is a way to merge the two where life isn't boring if it's peaceful. It's actually joyous. And you can still have vitality and expression without it being flatlined. Because, um, and that's what I'm learning, uh, particularly with Peter, because I used to go for partners who were really difficult people and um, often angry themselves so that I'd have to bring light and healing and or anger towards them, whatever it was. And this deep um, attraction to peace, uh, Peter has been that for me more than any other partner and i'm noticing how beautiful it is yet that you don't have to fix think you're fixing something um you're actually deeper and deeper into this love and healing and it's probably one of the most exciting things i've ever felt uh and i just wanted to represent that aspect because it's been such a learning of why do we choose peace we sometimes think we want it but when we look at our lives and what we create, we don't because it feels too bland or boring. And it isn't that at all. And what do you think about that, Joe? I agree. I think, you know, looking back at my previous relationship, I was I was married for uh, 13 years then divorced um, for several before I, I found Selena as well on a spiritual dating site. So yay for spiritual dating sites. And uh, 
Yeah, I was in Michigan. She was in New Mexico. So that was a true long distance relationship uh, in the beginning. And I look back at my relationship, my first relationship, um, and there was a lot of uh, frustration and arguing and uh, me trying to be right or her trying to be right. And it wasn't very joyous. I mean, there were there were moments of joy, like, hey, I won the argument. So good for me, right? And that lasted for a few minutes until I'm not sure that was really joy in, in the way the court in, not in not in the court not in the course. <laughs> the ego's definition. The ego's us. definition, yes. And then um I met Selena and you know, I I don't know if the course says this directly, but my experience has been that at the core of who we are is just peace and love and joy. And so you start peeling away all the things that you aren't and that which you are begins to shine brighter. And so Selena and I have actually had several conversations where, you know, we told each other, we, th this is very peaceful. This is very loving. Uh, we, we do not have uh, very many disagreements. We, we do. Um, she's usually wrong, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is no one wrong but the um but but it, it's a it's a great experience when you can be at peace uh for the majority of the day and the majority of the night and just feel that that loving wholeness yeah. i think is is beautiful but you don't have to have a partner to, to have that you can be that on on your own of course right yeah. 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 You know, Tam, when you were saying earlier about experiencing that joy and just mm -hmm. still having fun with the play, you know, that made me think about the, what I have learned from the course about it's it's really a process of that's really remembering who you are and not taking the world seriously, you know, starting to laugh at it. That's an experience of what the course would call the happy mm -hmm. dream is when you can start looking at it like that and so you know that's what that reminded me of i i chuckled so much earlier when jacob said he looks in the mirror once a week and says i'm on to you because i mean how and, and then went on to talk about you know when you really take a step back and you can look at the insanity of the world i think that's really what it's about is you know being able to take that step back and again i'll use that what a great practice of bringing that into your awareness and how you look at it. I mean, it's really all comes to awareness and which is ultimately making that choice. How are you going to look at it? How are you going to land? Boy, that comes up in like so many different ways. I mean, <laughs> you know, it is it you, you just can't name them all. But in in this experience of form oh my gosh do the opportunities arise so if you're quiet enough and you're still and you look back ah you're going to notice a lot of insanity and things that come up for sure that you can use and jacob are you um single by choice because this this feels the best to you or happenstance jacob we can we can recommend a spiritual dating site for you <laughs> Which way? Wait, wait. Um, what are these spiritual dating sites? What I, you know, yes, what are people are going to want to know who are watching. Yeah, exactly. Which one? Well, we, which one are you on? Spiritual singles. Spiritual singles. Yeah. 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 
Fantastic. Wow. Stuff. I mean, I, I have to say, you know, people say, ah, well, that's not possible. Miracles, you know, and I'm going to you. And uh, it's fantastic because it really is handing things over and, and you get a great, you, you, you give a personality, uh, you know, questionnaire, and they're all obviously private within the algorithm and a sexual um, questionnaire, which is very intense and all, all private, of course. So you do, you, you know, it, it means you can, you can cut out a lot of, a lot of errors on the way, you know, because, mm -hmm. oh, we, we found it fantastic. A wonderful site, very great integrity. And not sponsored in any way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You should try to get one now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jacob. We got a little sidetracked. I, I don't really know. I don't have an answer to that, but I I don't have an answer to. I started studying the course 30 or 40 years ago, and I know less now than I did the day I picked up the book. So yeah. I don't have an answer to that, to most questions about my life in general, why I live where I live, why I don't have any, I'm like, it has gotten more intense than ever that my sort of main thing in life is, I don't know what anything, including this means, therefore I don't know how to respond to it, and I will not use my own past learning as the light to guide me now. So that's, <laughs> I just keep learning less. I just know less and less and less as I go along. So I just, why am I single? I don't have any idea, Pam. I don't know. No <laughs> one has showed up so far. That's, I don't know what would happen if someone did. I don't have any answer to those kinds of questions <laughs> about well, like, like my life. You turn it over. You turn it over. I've turned everything over. Yeah. 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 I, I will just say the, a little side thing too that um that some people have been upset at my I have a picture, my still picture that goes up because my finger is like this on my glasses and they think I'm flipping them off. And there's a question mark tattoo that I have there. And people were oh, saying, What that. is that doing there? And it was actually I got this with my son got a tattoo um, when he was going off to college and what it represents actually no this was when he was 21 but what it represented for me was less of the wtf of you know what that stands for um what the f then my mother always always saying what's this for you know and that's what we go through with the course what's this for and it's like i don't know you know and yeah. It really yeah. does. This has nothing to do with anything, but I have to tell this story anyhow. And, I, and, I, and this is just the way I remember this story, so it doesn't mean that it is actually true. But this is how I remember <laughs> Is that I think the first time I went to the Mirror Distribution Center conference was when your mom was speaking there because I'd never seen her before and I had always wanted to see her and it was probably the last time she spoke there so it was you know decades ago and I remember her telling this story that 
that was really sort of the beginning of me really launching into, and I know less now and I don't know anything. She was telling this story about how, you know, the foundation had, they had already switched from their original name to now with the foundation and they were all praying all the time about what to do with the course. And but Judy kept asking Helen to ask Jesus for a five-year plan. Yeah. <laughs> so I, because, you know, that would make sense to, you know, Judy was coming from, we have a foundation, you know, you get grants and you do business things. So she kept saying, ask Jesus for a five-year plan. And so they did one of their, they're sitting in meditation and they put it. And so Helen says, Jesus says that, you're on a need to know basis. <laughs> now, whether that's literally what Judy said or not, I don't know, but that's how I heard it was. Jesus said, you're on a need to know basis because if you had known however many years ago, when I first started saying, this is a course in miracles, please take notes, that it was going to be 1200 pages and it was going to be a book and it was, you would never have done any of this. So you're just on a need to know basis one little day at a time. So that helped me so much. <laughs> and I've used that all the time of, I'm on a, an extreme Jesus need to know basis with everything. So, you know, I all my plans are like in pencil because I don't know, I think I'm gonna do this. But I don't know because I'm on a need to know basis so that I can't mess it up. You know, if if I it's sort of like if you knew everything that was going to happen, you wouldn't do anything because you'd just be too paralyzed. So we're just going to so so, you know, if you would have asked me why my single 20 years ago, I would have probably had a big story. But now I don't know. I'm on a need to know basis. I don't know why. <laughs> why? Okay. But I'm happy. And I feel good. And so I guess it's all right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as we keep saying, our special relationships can be with anything. And there is certainly great, uh, great things about being in a relationship with someone else who's doing a course student. Um, for me, some of the challenges are when I just want to be a bitch and like just feel like something's coming up and I'm not choosing peace and having a partner going, you're not choosing peace right now. It's, uh, and that, you know, but it's, it's a funny challenge. It's one that I, I do indeed welcome. Um, but I'd love to go around and hear. So for our audience, they love some practical advice of what to do. And I don't know about advice, but, or hearing our experiences of what, do we each do when we are in that place where our ego goes nuts? Um, it can be called an ego storm. Uh, when we're in relationship, and what do we do? Do we step back? Do we practice the course? Do we think of something else? Um, I can say it's out of the course realm with my son and my relationship with him when he was very, very young. I was talking about this on a podcast today. When he was very young, we'd get into it together and we'd each be so at it, insistent that we were right and that the other needed to apologize. Granted, I am talking about an adult with a three-year-old um, and it would just come to a part where 
we couldn't stop. And we both agreed that in those situations, we should have a code word that would just stop it. And he said, okay. And I said, well, what word do you think it should be? And he said, grocery cart. And I said, oh, grocery cart, why? And he said, oh, because you put things in it and then you take them out. And so we had this word when we would start fighting where we realized it was just untenable, that it would be grocery cart and we would drop it. And what was really interesting to me, one is that he he could do it. When he was a teenager, it was a little harder, um, older, a little harder, but but we still use it today sometimes. And uh, just the, that actually within hours or even days, uh, a true heartfelt apology would come from either of us. You know, saying, oh, my behavior was badly or, or was bad or, oh, this happened. So I'd love to just go around and our Zoom room and see what you each do in relationship with either your partner or anyone in the world that gets you to stop and um, and shift and remember. So what first came to me um, when you posed that question was really start off with you know how I wake up and start the day and so it's always this practice is always going to be a practice about the mind so I'll go there first and I will have a meditation in the morning and if I don't have time I'll say holy spirit you're in charge that's at least you know that's like two seconds of reminding that's how I'm going to start my day holy spirit you are in charge today so that is a big thing that I do that is helpful um, another thing that I catch myself doing throughout the day more and more um, is re remembering I, coming to the space of awareness and remembering how I'm looking at the world and who I'm looking at the world with which I mentioned earlier in this webinar um, to see the world and I see it like as a movie as I'm sitting there with the Holy Spirit with Jesus and watching this movie together and that has been really phenomenal in my practice um, as far as remembering the unreality of the world of form so that has been really great for me um, as far as working with Joe I, you know, I think we mentioned some things about how we do these gentle reminders with each other. So, you know, but I will always say that I, and I understand this, even though we have each other to support each other in this practice here in the world, I always remember first that it's in the mind. It's in the mind. I think there is a temptation, especially when you're having these really great conversations with partners with friends especially course in miracles people that because it's very the course would seem so philosophical and it can be very scholarly and very metaphysical to get drawn into that and to want to challenge each other or want to be complicated and really just discuss it but I have to always remember it's not has nothing to do with that but it always comes down to practice so it's understanding to practice forgiveness but not just talking about it talking about around forgiveness it's really are you doing it are you doing it for me it's coming back to that practice in my mind and that's how we support each other but we also just know that 
we each have to do it. And to me, that's almost really what the self-study means. I don't know if that says anything in the course you said it does, that, but that's also how I learned about the course. It's a self-study practice, but perhaps it means that every seeming individual here in the world of form will at some point in their path come to make this choice on how they're going to be looking at everything. And so for me, it's just remembering, you know, who I'm seeing it with. Thank you. And Joe? Well, like Selena, I wake up and I, I, I don't, I can't do this every time. Sometimes I forget, but when I do remember, uh, I say to myself, remember, this is just a dream, but I try to pause there and let that sink in because in reality, we are these bodies, which are an effect, not the cause. We aren't truly here. And when you really let that percolate down into your being it changes your perspective it has to change your perspective it's a natural shift of looking at things not from the ego but from a place of awareness a place of stillness and i will say that i'm not at all perfect in the application of the course uh, and there will be times where Celine and I will have a disagreement or or the clerk at the grocery store has done something <laughs> wrong. And uh, I will the, the hard part for me is to catch myself. So I have to if I catch myself, it, it, it's, it's somewhat of a downhill uh, place from there because then it's easy to to apply the principles. But if I when I do catch myself, a lot of times I will say, do you want to be right or do you want to be at peace? And 99 times out of 100, I want to be at peace. There is that one time where that little voice comes up and goes, no, you want to be right. And, and so you have to have that discussion and make sure that you, you shift it over. But uh, that's how, I, so I start in the morning to say, you know, this is just a dream and to just to remind myself. And then if when I do catch myself, uh, if I'm going off into left field with the ego, I will say, do I want to be right or do I want to be at peace? And that answers it for me right then and there. Thank you. Peter. What comes to me is the way in which uh, Tam and I have become more comfortable with our practice and in which we, and, 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 and that's enabled us to be, to see the truth, you know, in each other. So uh, I'm just thinking of when was it last weekend, two weekends ago, and I came over all grumpy and schmully and, you know, you made me feel you did this and now I'm blah, 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 you know, whatever it was. And, you know, it triggered her, just set her off. And uh, I think she was, um, you know, thinking back what you said earlier, uh, John and Annie, about the one who's temporarily, <laughs> you know, doing a little better. And I think Tam was the one that night and she's like, look, let's just take a couple minutes. And, you know, I look at her, I'm like, okay, you know, I know you're, I know you're right. And I know we're going to get there because I love you. And, and we've done this so many times before, but I just couldn't find my way. And so I just had to sit and, uh, you know, she came back and I was still grumpy and said something mean and, 
whatever. And she's like, all right, we need a little longer. And, you know, <laughs> by, by later that night, we were like, well, what even was that? What? Like, there was so little like, you know, oh, I was right, or this is what happened. It was hard to even reconstruct what it was that, you know, it was like a squall blowing through and just some storm clouds passing through. Um, Thank you. Yeah, the reminders are really good. Well, and the stepping away for a moment and not just staying in it sometimes is uh, helpful to my to my practice. Well, um, Annie, I think exactly what you said is uh, stepping away. <clears throat> if either, I mean, if we've got to the point where it, more often me, I have to admit, <laughs> I had one the other day, and I can't remember even what it was about. So I stepped away, I walked up the hill, out onto the hills, and I sat on a rock, and I did the day's lesson and meditated, and I came back, and I said I was sorry. <laughs> so stepping away is, is definitely a tool that we use. And, uh, but I think the other tool we use, um, which I really love, and I think it really is, is in the morning, we do an appreciation to each other. We say what we appreciate about the other person. We're sort of looking at the, you know, everything that's sweet and nice and wonderful about why you're with spending your life with this person. And we do tend to forget in the daily now, you know, the, 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 the gorgeousness of each other. And I, that's one of our definite practices, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we have fewer, we have fewer rucks nowadays, because we're very aware of, of the, you know, being blessed, you know. I mean, I feel blessed in, in this environment and relationship. And I mean, we have definitely allowed to ourselves to be guided we don't I mean we never set out to go and live in Spain and run a retreat center in Spain that was, we didn't have it in our heads it came in lit, we've literally been put here you know and it's fascinating that when you really do begin I mean letting go is the biggest biggest challenge for me letting go and and letting that voice lead me but I'm getting better and better and better at it and the more I do it the easier I easier our life gets and that would be the other two let go let go stop controlling <laughs> thank you john yeah i think um i mean Annie just said what's really important to us is we start our day every single day <clears throat> excuse me we never miss before we even get out of the bed we do the course lesson of the day we listen to it because i think we're so blessed these days with the digital uh devices we have you know so we hear we hear the one from the foundation of inner peace and then we'll switch over and we'll listen to carol howe so we get another perspective and then we'll listen to the so we, we're really a bit yeah, yeah but we enjoy it, it. We enjoy it. i mean we do it for fun not yeah. that's not a but know. i think the other thing that's really that helps us we have a few agreements Yes. And one of the agreements is that uh, there's no private thoughts. Uh, so any thought we have, we have, we share it. And the other thing is that when we are triggered, either one of us are triggered, we, we always have a practice where we stop and say, close our eyes and say, what is the feeling? So identify the feeling and the trigger. 
instead of going into the mental, you know, what is the feeling? And then I always ask myself, when was the first or worst time I felt this feeling? And eventually the Holy Spirit will show, uh, take me to a situation and, oh my God, it's like lifting, lifting a cloud straight off, come through and uh, forgive the original, original situation. Um, so that's really helpful. And then the other thing I think is the, uh, yeah, we give each other permission. So there's no, there's no unsolicited advice, which is not really a great thing. So we give each other permission. We have a standard agreement within our relationship that um, we, we are free to ask the, each other or show each other when, when, when we think that, you know, we're going off the path somewhere. So. Plus, we have another thing that we do, which is very helpful, which is always, we call it our reality check. Oh, yeah, reality check. Very important again. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking he's thinking this. So, I, well, is he thinking that? Ah, feeling that. Feeling. Feeling. Feeling? I, mean, I mean, the course is very clear about feelings. In a very short bit, it says the true use of judgment is on how you feel. And, and I mean, I think it is going in there and what 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 is this feeling within me am i feeling angry am i feeling at peace what is the feeling am i feeling whatever and and really unknotting that because that's the secret sins and hidden hates that you're 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 bringing to the light beautiful thing terry just going back to um what albert what i brought in around uh what albert said earlier earlier when I talked to him about um, just noticing when there's this meaningless chatter, this meaningless thought, um, these things that take one down a rabbit hole and um, lead to more divisiveness and separation. Um, for me, it's remembering, yeah, we're, we're in partnership, we're in relationship, we're in a marriage. I also um, have to be willing um, someone brought the word willing in earlier, um, willing to love and to be open and to be uh, accepted and to have acceptance for myself first. And this is where that self-study thing comes in for me. When I have that for myself, it, it's so much easier to, to open that uh, to someone else in, in any relationship. Remembering what the Course says that um, the content that never changes is love. That is who and what I am. And if that is true for me, it has to be true for everyone that I encounter. The other one, I think, um, I forget who said it, but I don't know what anything is for. I think it was Jacob. I don't know what anything is for. And the moment I find myself trying to figure it out, trying to understand um, what did Albert think when he did that? There I am in that separated self. And I just pause and begin to notice if I can see it differently, see something differently. What am I, how am I personally perceiving this? And then Annie, uh, just this one mind, I just love this, um, you know, the feelings. How am I feeling when I am uh, interacting and I'm I'm having a thought that I'm just like, what in the world is going on here? And to shift that. And then yes, the course does say, you know, let me notice how well I'm doing by how I'm feeling. That is the one right use of judgment. And I, I love that because I can check, you know, use the body to check 
to see how I'm feeling here. And then the last thing I'll just say is important for me in, in all of my relationships that I don't use the course as a weapon, that I don't, um, that I just notice which lens I am look, looking through this world with, which teacher am I choosing at any moment of any day, and not to wag my finger at anyone to tell them what they're not doing in that moment and what they should be doing. Because you know what they say, when you're pointing one, there's a whole bunch going back at you. So it's really important for me to um, remember those things that I just shared. And that's what helps um, in a practical way in my relationships. Thank you. Jacob. Because I am single and because I, I live alone and I've lived alone for decades now, most of my stuff ends up being about me. But in the original, when you just originally asked the question, you were, I don't remember exactly how you said, but it reminded me of, I went to see Kenneth Wapnick years ago when he was still in upstate New York. And I just remember in that seminar him saying something that was similar to what you said about when you're under ego attack. So to me, that's like the most intense. So there's things I do every day just to sort of stay, you know, as semi-sane as I am. But if it's what I consider ego attack, so whether it's about somebody else or it's about myself, none of the other stuff will work in terms of like, I just surrender this, or I just give this over, or I just try to remember the truth. So I will write it all down. So I will, there's a woman named Byron Katie, who does something called the work where you do these, she calls them judge your neighbor worksheets where you, she says, give your ego its voice on paper where it can't hurt anyone. So I will just write out all of it because if I do it in a blanket way, if I surrender this, then I keep going back to the thought again, which is I'm a worthless piece of shit. I don't deserve to live. I messed up my whole life. I don't. So I will just write all that out. So it'll be a page or two pages or whatever. And then I say, okay, now Jesus, you sort all this out. I don't know if any of it's true. I don't know if it's not true. I don't know if it means anything. I don't know if it doesn't mean anything, but I have to at least get it out onto paper so that it won't just keep coming back. So I'll say, so I surrender this to you. Now here's what I want instead of this. So then it'll be like, I want the peace of God. I want forgiveness. I want da 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 da, and then I can release it. So, but that doesn't happen all the time. That's if it's some intense thing, like where I'm locked in. Like I, like if you're locked in with a partner or somebody, I'll just write down all my hateful thoughts about them. You know, they should suffer. They should die. They should this. They should that. Instead of trying to like sort of get to forgiveness while I still have all this evidence and judgment. I'll just put it down on paper and then I'll go, okay, now I can just say that's probably insanity. And now I want to go to peace, but that doesn't happen that often. But that's what I do when I get to that place that I consider like you're under ego attack. Like there's just bombs dropping everywhere. Like you are under attack from ego from within where, you know, I have to, where it takes something bigger than just my sort of normal, I surrender the day to you, you know, 
mostly that, you know, works on a day-to-day -day basis, but sometimes, you know, you've built up evidence, this big, you know, evidence file and, and uh, you hate to just waste it. You're filled all up this evidence. <laughs> <You're probably laughs> hate to have done this for nothing. I'd like to present the case, you know, <laughs> here. <laughs> I know that the higher court will dismiss the case, but I'd still like to present my evidence somewhere. So I just do and then I go, okay, now I'm ready to let it go. And I haven't said it to anybody out loud, so nobody's hurt by it. And it's and so it's just there. And now you can shred it. It's fine. Put it in the paper shredder. It's okay. Because I feel like, okay, you know, I know I'm insane, but I needed to just present the case first. Thank you. I wouldn't know anything about that being the granddaughter and daughter of a lawyer. And you hear how hard Peter's laughed. It's like, I've got to present my case. And that's a great thing to just write it down. You use the word um, surrender and then letting go. And um, it's interesting because when we first did our search engine for the WE, I was trying to show someone, look how great this is. You can put any word from the course in and then you'll see what page it's on. And so they said, well, like what? And I said, well, like surrender. And I put it in and it, nothing was coming up. Nothing was coming up. I said, is it broken already? We've just started this. And it ends up that the word surrender is not even once in the course. Let go is, release <laughs> things like yeah. that. But yeah. the idea of surrendering your case to a piece of paper and then letting it go um, actually is very fluid and makes a lot of sense. Uh, thank you for that. Um, thank you for all of this. One of the things that that just popped up as I look at each of you and um, just really delight in this conversation and and us coming together is actually that word, the word delight. Um, when someone who is I don't even know how to say it because he doesn't represent himself as this as much as he walks a very enlightened path teacher and his students couldn't understand why he was in a relationship if he's so enlightened why is he married what does that mean and I was always touched by his answer which I hope we can each take with us uh he said because I delight in her I don't need her I don't have to project on her, but I delight in her every day. And there was something that went very deep in me. And as I get deeper in relationship and I realize that about my partner, I just, the delight as you talk about the gratitude for the person who you are with, no matter who it is, um, that feeling of delight and bringing light into your love and your relationship really, it's very touching to me.